Hey there, welcome to episode number 10, Poll Everywhere, a meeting and training tool to engage and involve participants. And yes, that is our topic. We're going to talk about the importance of keeping participants engaged, and we're going to talk in depth about this tool, Poll Everywhere. Had an opportunity to interview Poll Everywhere product manager Steve Fairley, and we're going to talk to professional facilitator Linda Duncan of Blue Sky Insights. She she shares how she used and has seen Poll Everywhere be used in meetings. So there's lots of interesting material here. Find out more about this tool. Let's get started. Welcome to the Wake Up Eager Workforce Podcast, a show designed for leaders, trainers, and consultants who are responsible for employee selection and professional development. Each episode is packed full with insider tips, best practices, expert interviews, and inspiration. Please welcome the host who is helping leaders trainers and consultants everywhere Susie Price Hi, my name is Susie Price Priceless Professional Development and the host for Wake Up Eager Workforce and it is my honor and pleasure to be here with you today. I'm having so much fun with these podcasts and interviewing people and getting to play like a journalist. What we do here is give information to leaders, trainers, and consultants who are focused on employee selection and professional development and who are looking to build energy, commitment, and communication in their organizations. And I've got a good podcast for you today. We're going to learn about this tool, Poll Everywhere. I think it's a tool that everybody could use. You could use it in regular meetings. You could use it when you're training. You could use it when you're doing a presentation. You could use it in just about every situation where you need to keep people engaged, right? So I think you're, it's a, if you haven't heard about it, you're going to want to know about it. And if you have heard about it, you might not have heard of some of these um, details. And, uh, and you'll get to hear from an actual product manager of the product as well today. So I'm excited about sharing all this with you. And to open it up, I wanted to remind you of something we covered in Episode 6 where I talked about tools for meetings and in episode six, we talked about the best way to open a meeting. And this is a tool that I got years ago from Michael Wilkinson, and it's with the acronym IEEI. And I go into detail. You can find all the information at the podcast if you go to the show notes, pricelessprofessional.com slash better meetings, all one word, lowercase. And you'll see what IEEI does for opening a meeting. And it's transformed how I open meetings. That was always when I was most uncomfortable getting started in a meeting or a training session or facilitation or even a, a, a presentation where I'm speaking. And the IEEI or EEI is inform, excite, empower, involve. And they're the steps you take from, for your introduction. So you inform people this is what we're going to cover. You express excitement in, in your energy, you know, you have high energy and you say, okay, this is why this is interesting. You empower. So you tell people, here's how this is going to benefit you. And then the last step is to involve. And that's a place where this poll everywhere tool could get people involved. And another important thing about engagement is if you use that introduction and then you keep in mind anytime you're doing a presentation, from the book Brain Rules by John Medina, he talks about provide a hook every 10 minutes. So between, okay, I got to get people involved in my intro if I want to keep people engaged and that it, because that tool IEEI really does work. And then I want to provide a hook every 10 minutes. Well, one answer to help you do all of that, keep people interested and a part of the session and involved and to get a lot out of the time that they are spending with you is to use Poll Everywhere. So what is Poll Everywhere? It is a 
system that provides text message voting and audience question and answer straight to your PowerPoint slide. It's the easiest way to gather live responses in any venue. So you can use it in conferences, presentations, classrooms, radio, TV, print, everywhere. It works internationally via texting, web, or Twitter. So people in a meeting, you ask them a question, they use their either their uh, text from the cell phone or they go to a website and they provide their responses. Poll Everywhere has uh, customers that are large and small, anywhere from schools to community organizations to big companies like GE, McDonald's, Google. So it is widespread and well used and some ways you could use it. And I went to their website and looked at their blog, which I'll have in the show notes exactly how to get to their website. It's polleverywhere.com, but also a link to their blog. They talk about using it as an icebreaker, as I was talking about when you do your I double E I intro to anything you're starting. You can do it, use it to interrupt a marathon PowerPoint sessions. So you, so you've got this information or detail that you have to go through. There's no reason people can't be engaged by using poll everywhere to ask questions. So you can test the knowledge and understanding of participants. You can get people to get to know each other better through the icebreakers I mentioned, hold a pop quiz. And there's a good example on the Poll Everywhere website where 800 people, there were 800 people in three continents that were there for sales training. And um, they texted in responses for a competition. So they had like a sales pitch showdown. They talked about how to do the best, you know, the way that they wanted their salespeople to do a uh, pitch. And so they had sales teams together. The teams came on stage and gave their pitch to the audience. And then they got scored on their pitches via their technique and effectiveness um, by the executives. But then the final decision to who gave the best pitch was an audience vote. So people started texting their answers and the crowd can see up on the screen how everybody's voting. Pretty empowering thing. You know, and this is a quote they had on the website. Pell Everywhere did is they see the bar going across the screen and they start grabbing having all their devices, trying to ring in as many votes as they can. So talk about engagement with something like that. You tell me that people that come out of that sales training and that competition have not fully ingrained the, the way that they need to do their sales introductions or pitches or sales calls. So great way to get something that is knowledge and get it, turn it into action where people actually have it ingrained in their brain on how to do it. And so that is some ideas about Poll Everywhere. Give you an idea, if you're not familiar with it, how it can be used. So now we're going to go to an interview I did with the product manager, Steve Farrelly, at Poll Everywhere. We'll go to that now, and he's going to tell us a little bit about how he uh, came to work there, what it's like to work there, and a lot more about the tool. Steve Fairley on the phone with us. He's the product manager at Poll Everywhere. And uh, Steve, thank you for being here. Why don't we start off you telling us a little bit about you? Absolutely. Um, thanks for having me, Susie. Um, my name is Steve Fairley. I'm the product manager here at Poll Everywhere, which means I run around trying to help everyone focus on the right projects all the time. Um, in my spare time, I like to get outdoors, hiking and camping with my wife and dog. And I also enjoy making things with my hands, whether that's building a bicycle or sewing a quilt. Or selling a what? Selling a quilt. A quilt. Oh, you actually sew a quilt? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I've been, been teaching mean, myself how to sew. You've been working with your hands. 
Say again. Yeah, that's, it helps. Um, yeah, it helps. It helps me relax. I've been teaching myself how to sew. Isn't that an interesting? I like that. So we talked just for a few minutes before we hit record. Tell everybody where you're where you're from originally and where you are now. Absolutely. So I'm from Stallings, North Carolina, which is just south of Charlotte, um, Charlotte, North Carolina. And I'm currently residing and working in San Francisco, California. Okay. And how long have you been with Pole Everywhere? Uh, I've been at Pole Everywhere for about four years. Okay. Okay. So it's interesting when I was looking at the Poll Everywhere site and was told that I would have an inter- opportunity to have you on the call, I went, of course, to the to the site and looked at the different people that work for the organization, and there's this cool picture of you. First of all, your title there, there's humorous titles for all the people who work there or clever titles, and yours is called the Chief Gaiety Officer, and then there's this funky picture of you with a deer head, and you're both wearing headphones and a mustache. So you need to explain explain those two, if you will. What's a chief Katie officer? And is that a deer head? And why are you wearing uh, headphones and a mustache? (laughs) Absolutely. Um, So the the chief Katie officer title is all about my role here as a cheerleader and the voice of our users excitement. So a large part of my job as product manager is to motivate our development team to succeed. And that could be translating user feedback into tasks for our developers to work on or reminding the team why a project that we're currently working on will make our users happy. Um, it's going to be a big deal when we ship it. Um, and that is a deer head. Um, that's actually our office mascot, Skittles. Um, Skittles? I believe in that. Skittles, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, not, I have no idea where the name came from, but that's Skittles. Um, and him and I in that picture are taking uh, customer support calls. Um, here at Poll Everywhere, everybody takes support calls. So every developer, every salesperson, even the CEO, um, our customers are often on stage in front of a room full of people, which can be a really high pressure, high stress environment. So we want everyone at the company to be very familiar with the customer's fears and pain points. And that helps us keep the product working the way our customers need it to work. Oh, that is awesome. That is in regard to having everybody know what the customer's pain is and their pride, you know. So that really, that's that makes a lot of sense. I wish all companies did that. But it keeps you always connected to the customer, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's really great to have, especially the engineers who are working on software, sometimes, you know, in a black hole where they're not really hearing about what happens to the product when, you know, it leaves their desk and goes out to our users. It's nice to foster that connection um, so they can really understand the use case and also understand the pressure that a lot of our customers are under. Right, right. And uh, for those who, uh, what I will do in the show notes is make sure I have a picture of uh, Steve and the deer head so you can see what I'm talking about. So uh, I'll make sure that's on the show notes because it's fun. (laughs) And I like that idea of the combination of what you just described, which is, okay, it sounds like you have fun in your office, but you also take service and the customers and what you're doing very seriously by the way you set up. For one example, the customer calls. Um, so that's really interesting. And, and because so much of what I do and what we talk about on this podcast is about building a wake-up eager workforce, let's just spend a minute talking about 
poll everywhere. What, what's it like to work there? And, uh, what's a typical day or a typical week for you? Um, you know, anything you can share about the culture and just kind of what you do every day, day in and out will just kind of give us an idea of the company behind the tool that many of us are thinking of for me, thinking about using and others who actually use it. Sure. Um, I'll try and avoid answering this question with the typical cliche startup perks. Um, so I'll just get that out of the way by saying, yes, we do wear t-shirts and sandals to the office. We have all the cliche startup goodies like lunch and things like that. Um, but I think you really hit on it there with the culture. And to me here, the culture is the best part. Um, we're all very open to trying new things, whether that's experimenting with a new way of managing our software development process or taking an hour to do company yoga together. Um, if someone here wants to try something new and they can measure the results, they'll go off and do it. Um, for that reason, entrepreneur types tend to do really well here at Pull Everywhere. Our people have great ideas and they act on them. Um, anyone who has to be told what to do next would not do as well. Uh, we really like uh, basing our decisions on facts and data when we can instead of what seems cool at the time, um, which I think all kind of results in having um, a really a great lack of corporate fakery. Everyone's really authentic and is really here to do a good job. Um, and that's all just baked into our culture. That's great. Lack of corporate. What did you say? Fakery? Fakery. Yeah. yeah I like that. Lack of corporate. You really didn't use uh, all the buzzwords. You could have said we're very authentic, <laughs> but you said <laughs> lack of corporate fakery. I love that. I love that. So what's a week like for you? Um, so we usually consists of um, uh, monitoring the epic priorities that we're currently working on. So that could be a new feature for a new poll type um, or a new feature for our PowerPoint plugin, for example. Um, so a developer team will be working on um, that new feature, that new code. And then part of my job is to make sure that we're building what we set out to build and we're achieving that goal. And then also managing the release process and how we get that in front of our users and let them know that we have something new for them to try out. Right. Okay. Good. That gives us a, a little bite of culture and a little bit of how Steve, Chief Gaiety Officer, spends his weeks and days. Um, why don't we go into um, Poll Everywhere itself? It, it's what I have done so far is I've taken the webinar that shows you how to use it. I've, I was introduced to it at a, a facilitation conference, and now I've talked to a couple people who have actually used it. So I've got some uh, seminars coming up, and I'm looking at ways to put it in there. Um, I think it seems like just an awesome tool and easy to use, so I'm very excited about it, hence the reason for this podcast. Um, but I know for myself, I haven't seen it used that much. Now, I'm over on the southeast, and it doesn't mean it isn't used that much, but it looks so easy to use, and it looks like such a great way to keep people engaged. Why isn't it on in every presentation? What Or is it? And I've just missed it. <laughs> well, I, I wish it would be in every presentation, and if, if I knew the answer to that, I'd probably have retired already. <laughs> but... Uh... <laughs> I think uh, really the majority of our growth is due to word of mouth, um, or as you mentioned, from people who use Poll Everywhere as an audience member and see it for the first time. Um, the power of what we offer, the aha moment, comes when people answer a poll and see their response pop up on screen immediately. So it's a natural viral kind of growth. People in the audience use it for the first time and they want that for their own presentation, or they'll talk about it and they'll use it with a new audience and it just keeps growing from there. 
Um, we do have a lot of corporate trainers and PD types um, using Pole Everywhere. Um, they usually like it because it provides value because we're more affordable and easier to use than a traditional hardware-based clicker system. Right. Um, and we also, yeah, so those things can be really you know a pain to set up and deal with all that hardware. Um, whereas Pole Everywhere, we, we mesh really well with the modern training environment. There's not a lot of... Um, fuss to get started. Um, you could go to the website now, create your first poll, take you maybe 20 seconds and then start collecting results under a minute. Um, the, really the beauty of it is everybody has a cell phone. So you already have all the equipment you need to start collecting results from your audience. Yeah, it's really neat. They, you do that one minute setup thing. It's not even less than a minute. And right away, it's like, okay, that really works. I like that. That's really cool. You can see it right away. What do you, when people are, are held back from it, are there any fears that people have or maybe reasons people are slow to adopt it? Uh, what have you seen and what do people say if they're slow, kind of, even though it looks so easy, what's holding people back? Well, I think part of the Part of the kind of fear there is whenever you're getting on stage in front of a room full of people, you know, you don't want the next thing to fall flat and you don't want to be embarrassed in front of an audience of people. So I think it, it is worthwhile when you're getting started to kind of break the ice uh, if you're using a technology like this for the first time, not just for the presenter, but for the entire room. So we usually recommend people, their first question is more of like a pop culture type question or about the weather that day or, you know, something that's more a little, a little more comical. Um, about your subject matter. That way it gives a low pressure situation for the audience to learn how to respond with the tool. Um, it lets the presenter kind of see um, how long it should take to start receiving results. Each audience is different in terms of how familiar they are with the technology or how to respond. Um, and as a result, it'll just make the rest of the presentation go that much better when you are asking the uh, questions that are more important in terms of data collection for your purposes. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I think I've noticed, and I downloaded it and saved it. I know I noticed that it's actually sample PowerPoint slides that you can insert in your presentation that visually show people exactly what to do. It's yeah, like a we picture do have of a some... phone, and you put in your link or your little code that you give. I mean, it's just like, okay, there it is. And so starting out with something very simple, or you could even use that as one of your icebreakers from the very beginning just to kind of get everybody oriented right off the bat probably, huh? Yeah, uh, yeah, that's exactly right. We have some instructional templates that you can download to use to teach the audience how they're going to respond. Yeah. But we see that the typical typical learning curve is uh, steep but very short. So once everyone's voted on one or two questions, um, you know, they've got it, and then the rest of the presentation goes swimmingly. Yep. Okay. And then talk a little bit about, you mentioned trainers using it, and there are some good case examples or studies or references on the website, but talk a little bit about how trainers use it and leaders who are maybe leading a training session use it. Kind of both of those would be the same thing, but how do they use Poll Everywhere? Great question. Um, a lot of the time we'll see trainers using Poll Everywhere because they want to make the training more fun and interactive. Um, and that's great, but it also does improve the learning outcomes, partly because it helps people stay tuned in and partly because the trainer can keep checking to make sure that their attendees understand the subject material. So a well-placed yeah. poll is a great way to review if a topic needs to be revisited or explained in more detail. Um, so it's kind of like a knowledge check um, without the waiting until the end of the presentation. 
Um, we've also seen trainers use poles for the icebreaker situation or a game, like we were mentioning before, um, that can be used to get everyone, uh, to meet each other, you know, maybe have people from different departments in the training who aren't as familiar. Um, and the, uh, great thing about our tools, you can actually track who is in the room. So you can have participants either self-identify or register ahead of time. And that'll enable trainers to give things like uh, professional development or continuing education credits because they can basically have a way of taking attendance um, and oh. how long those people were in that session. That's neat. That's one thing I hadn't thought of. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's more of the uh, kind of registered user side. Um, there yeah. is... Uh, definitely value to the anonymity um, aspect as well. Um, we actually have a um, R&D manager at Camara who trains the department teams on new products they're releasing. And he'll actually use Poll Everywhere with our segmentation feature, uh, which is for team competitions. Um, he'll uh -huh. have everybody self-select on a poll into the sales department or the marketing department and so on. Um, and then when he shows the results of the poll questions he asks, he'll divide it by team. So right away, it becomes really obvious which department is performing the best on that question. And it turns it into a contest that makes for it a more of a fun and fast session. Oh, almost like a mini, a mini opinion survey or check in on departments. That's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, and of course, you can then analyze that data, too, to find patterns in the responses and see if there are any knowledge gaps, you know, to inform his teaching or if he needs to do some follow-up. Okay, that's good. And then what are some other, if there are other, I mean, it's already pretty unique in my opinion, but uh, other things that you've seen people do that are kind of unique and unusual, like it sounds like that's a little bit unique, the competition where you have the team segmented. Do you have other ideas on how that's used? In a unique yeah, way. <laughs> we have some really creative users, so it's hard to pick just a few, but um, I'll try to give you a couple examples. Um, there's a university in Australia right now that offers courses for medical students in 18 separate locations around Australia. So what they'll do is they'll have a, a doctor lecturing in a live broadcast, and they'll be using PowerPoint with the poll everywhere questions embedded in the PowerPoint to go over uh, case studies. And that'll allow all the students, um, even though they're so scattered, uh, to participate in the case study discussions. And they've actually achieved a 90% uh, participation rate, even though they're in so many different places at the same time. It's been really great. Um, and then kind of coming back around to the anonymity point earlier, it's you're using an anonymous poll, um, it can be very powerful for helping people to speak out when they normally wouldn't. Um, two examples of this that I've seen um, used really successfully is the, we have a client who's a multinational chemical company uh, and they were having a town hall meeting for an entire department and they created a poll that was anonymous to get open-ended feedback from the entire department. Uh, the employees were able to ask or say anything to the leadership through the poll and they ended up with a huge variety of questions, um, things like how the boss spends his free time to concerns about the overall company strategy. Um, they were able to address a lot of those in the town hall itself, but I think the most impressive thing is after the meeting, the head of the division then sent the follow-up email to answer the rest of the questions and comments and basically respond to everything uh, that they weren't able to hit during the town hall, uh, which was a really productive use for them. Um, oh, that's neat. And more of a fun. So anonymously, they posted their questions, and then he could see the questions scroll up, and he hit them as he could, as many as he could during the meeting. Is that how it was? 
Yeah, exactly. Like and then, okay. yeah, and then he was able to take that results um, and export it later and then use that as a template for an email and then send that out. Um, so he made sure he's addressing everybody's feedback. Um, that anonymous type of feedback can work really well again, because somebody might not feel comfortable staying up in front of the room, you know, with a mic, um, or even, you know, raising their hand. Um, I've actually seen this work really well at an off-Broadway play on sexuality. Um, I believe it was called Daniel, Daniel Packard's live group sex therapy show. Um, and Daniel used Poll Everywhere to solicit audience members sharing their fantasies and feedback about sexuality and gender-based stereotypes and things like that. Um, Interesting. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I actually went to a show with my wife and my parents. Um, it was a blast <laughs> and very, very awkward as well. <laughs> it's like, okay, this is really interesting, but I don't want to act too interested because <laughs> my parents are sitting <laughs> over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I don't want to know so, what my mom and dad are saying right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the two shall not be discussed. Uh, so basically, people were in the Broadway show. They had their phone there. And then when this guy was doing his monologue or his sharing, or part of the show, he asked people to share their fantasies. And so they put them up. And did they show up on the screen or he could just see them and share them? Oh, he had them up on a big screen and they're all just coming up in real time as the audience responded with, you know, anything that suited their fancy, really. Oh, my gosh. I bet that was really interesting. <laughs> yeah. Was, what do you think that did for the audience? Where they, where it made it very fun, made it very unusual, kept everybody. I mean, think about that topic, but you think about just if you, if you translate that and it's not about sex, but it's in the corporate environment, people want to look up to see what, what other people are saying and they want to see their stuff up there, right? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of coming back to the interactive component and taking a presentation that so often is, you know, one to many presenter on stage, just talking to everybody and making it more of a two way street. Um, so that does a lot of things. You can maybe hit on a topic that the presenter wasn't originally planning to discuss. Um, maybe they, you know, had made some assumptions about the audience that weren't quite right. Um, so they had to cover something else in more detail than they originally anticipated. Uh, it also spreads the anxiety out a little bit in some ways, you know, everybody's now part of the show. Um, so, yeah. you know, there's a group ownership to that presentation now. It's not just, you know, this is my presentation and you listen to me talk. It's this is for all of us. You know, we're having an interactive, engaging discussion now um, and we're going to get value out of that. Yeah, group ownership. I like that because that's really what you want. I mean, that's called engagement. So people, I want to be there and they're a part of it. And there's just all kinds of things you need to do to create that. And it sounds like pull everywhere. That's why I got so excited about it. Uh, in the book, I don't know if you've heard of it, Brain Rules. It's been out a while, mm -hmm. but uh, John Medina wrote it. And he talks about in there about how we learn. And one of the things he says is in a presentation, you need to hook people every 10 minutes. It needs to be a hook every 10 minutes or they will leave you. Um, and sure. so to me, poll everywhere is a perfect way to get a hook. Okay, so one other thing about this that I saw on your website that I wasn't clear on completely. I could see demonstrations of it, but maybe you could explain it because I thought it seemed interesting, and I think it might be something relatively new. It was a, something on your blog about a clickable image. So people could use an image, say an easy way to demonstrate it, I think, would be United States, and people could go on the image and click where they're from, and you could see where everybody's from, and you could do that with all kinds of things. Talk a little bit about that, and you know, is that new, and, and what are ways? that can be used because it's different from the just seeing you know a graph come up it's now you got you could have an image of something that you're that's important to the group and have everybody put their 
where they are on that image or something. Say more about that. Sure. Um, so a clickable image poll is just like you described it. It's a it's an image where then the audience can use their mobile device or their laptop to click a spot on the image, and it's going to drop a little pin, and then the presenter can choose um, when to reveal the pin drops, and you can see kind of a grouping of uh, depending on the image, you know, what they were responding with. Um, we've seen this used a lot for the map example, um, as you mentioned, yep. also a lot of uh, medical schools and um, things of that nature, you know, put up an x-ray or something and have people ah. uh, identify bones and things like that. Um, but I think the blog post that you probably saw was about um, Derek Bruff using a coordinate axis map to map two ranges. And this is a really interesting use case and use for the clickable image. Um, basically what he did is he had educators in a conference looking at, um, or a workshop looking at photos of real classroom settings. And he wanted to get the audience's judgment on these classroom settings and evaluate each of the rooms based on whether they were designed for interaction versus transmission in terms of teaching and, or single purpose versus multi-purpose. So he basically took both those ranges and they became an X and a Y axis crossing in the center. Um, on the X axis, they graphed interaction versus transmission. And on the Y axis, they graphed single purpose versus multi-purpose. So yep. Setting up this kind of coordinate axis allowed everyone to drop their pin where they thought um, on these two scales, the, each classroom setting um, was. And they went through many different pictures of different classroom settings and then compared the results. Um, it was a really great way to allow the audience to apply the principles that Derek was explaining um, in terms of the transmission versus multipurpose. Uh, and I yep. think it could be applied in a lot of other ways too. You could really use anything for your axes, um, you know, whether that's level of effort versus importance or cost versus status or relevance versus timelessness. Um, there's a lot of different things you could do with this. Uh, I think it's a really great way to reinforce uh, the understanding of the subject matter as well, especially that example where you're going through multiple multiple different settings to evaluate and then seeing how the room did and discussing it. Ah, so you can that's another way to do kind of a knowledge check, um, kind of just see where everybody is. So are they understanding what you're sharing or maybe even if it's just a an opinion type thing, maybe it isn't one's right and one's wrong. That could be interesting, too. So that clickable yeah, image, that's cool. Yeah, just, you know, a great way to stimulate further discussion and also, like you said, make sure that um, the, the topic that you've been, you know, trying to impart to the audience is actually settling in and you're seeing it being applied the right way. Yeah. Okay. So it sounds like you have developers and you are on the leading edge, so I'm curious about what's next, what's coming for those who are listening to this that are already Poll Everywhere users and for us newbies. What, what should we be seeing from you all in the future? Great question. Um, we've touched on it a little bit already, but um, our, our really the goals and what we're trying to do next is to bring that type of interactive audience activity into other settings beyond just the traditional breakout session or keynote speaker or you know classroom setting. Um, a great example of this is our new Q&A poll type, which we just launched a few weeks ago. Uh, we're calling it Q&A Brainstorm. It's an all-in-one response and moderation tool where your audience can respond by suggesting ideas, but then also upvote and downvote their own submission and the other submissions um, you know, coming into this particular question type. Um, so it's a great way for the audience to kind of self-moderate uh, self 
Um, we've actually been using it internally for about a year now at our weekly company meetings. Um, we oh, how do you use it there? The entire company. Um, so we'll use it to get feedback from the entire company about, you know, how our past week went and things that, you know, uh, may not have gone so well, things we could do better, we could improve on. Uh, and the best part about it, though, is whenever you have a room full of people like that submitting ideas, um, the upvote and downvote ability to vote on the responses you like or downvote the ones that you don't agree with uh, becomes very powerful because it allows the strongest uh, or the topics with the strongest response to bubble up to the top for further discussion. So you're not wasting time on the stuff that, you know, not as many people really, really resonated with them. So it's almost like, you know, we do rotating flip charts where we have people go around to the different flip charts in the different parts of the room, put their answers, and then you rotate around and everybody goes and checks what they agree with and X is what they don't. And then you do a follow-up and you say, okay, looks like the team agree with this and didn't agree with that, but now you're able to do it live right there. And everybody just does it from their phone, puts in their responses and then upvotes and downvotes. Same thing? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Yep. Yeah. In addition to that type of, uh, yeah, um, yeah, we've, we're really excited to see it being used in, in new ways too, um, beyond just our type of internal meeting setting. Um, other things we're exploring is more feature additions for our PowerPoint add-in. Um, things like creating and managing polls all from within PowerPoint, so you don't have to go to the website and then back to PowerPoint. Um, also, the ability to embed any live web page in your slides. Um, pretty soon, you'll be able to add YouTube, Vimeo, Prezi, just about anything to a PowerPoint slide and have it run seamlessly inside your presentation without having to jump into a web browser. Oh, that's neat. Okay. Yeah, that's another one I think that could be used in a lot of different ways. And um, again, we're just trying to set up the groundwork there so people can be innovative in their presentations and really excite and engage with their audience. Okay, so I really want to use this now. <laughs> I did want to already use <laughs> it, but now it's like, okay, this is so cool. I like like the leading edge, and this is leading edge without being difficult. You know, it's not like it's um, – you know, hard to do, but it is something that would be a standout in a meeting because it's not everywhere yet, you know. Um, and then the bottom line is you get people engaged and involved and, you know, you get the pulse and you get the pulse of the quiet people as well as the talkative people. So if other people are listening today and they are thinking, hey, I want to use poll everywhere, how do they get started? How do they get their questions answered? Uh, what do they go do? And, and just share share that with us. Absolutely. Um, first step, just head to the website. It's just polleverywhere.com. Um, there's a button right there on the homepage. You can create your first poll. It only takes about 30 seconds. There's no sign up required and you can test it out for free. Um, you can also check our blog um, for tips and best practices or follow up with us on Twitter and LinkedIn. Um, but it really is that easy. All you need to do is head over to polleverywhere.com and start creating some questions. Hey, great, 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 great. All right. Anything else you can think of that uh, leaders, trainers, and consultants who are working on in the professional development area would be interested in or need to share, or do you think we've covered it? I think we've covered the majority of it. Um, again, I just want to stress how easy it is to get started. Um, you don't necessarily need to go whole hog either. Um, it's it's quite all right to just start with some icebreaker questions um, or even just do it as an attendance activity. Um, 
And once you have used this uh, with audience, you're going to find that it just gets easier and easier to think of the right questions to ask and how to apply it in your presentation. Um, and I think your audiences will also be um, a lot more excited to attend those presentations. Yeah. Okay, great. Yes. I will attest to how easy it is because I'm going to go set it up and make sure before I release this podcast that I've actually put it in a presentation. So <laughs> I'll report back on that. So, well, Steve, Excellent. thanks so much for taking time out of your day to share and keep being the chief gaiety officer over there. And um, thanks for getting uh, giving us this tool to, to use and learn about. Absolutely. I'm happy to be here and thanks for having me. All right. Okay, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Steve. He seems like a great guy and was fun to talk to. I mentioned in the interview about the funny picture with him on their website. I've also put it on our show notes. So the show notes for this episode are at pricelessprofessional.com slash poll everywhere. P-O-L-L everywhere. All one word, all lowercase. So you can get the show notes and see the funny picture of Steve with the deer head at that page. Now we're going to go into an overview I did with Linda Duncan of Blue Sky Insights. She's a professional facilitator here in Atlanta, Georgia, and she's going to share how Poll Everywhere has been used in community groups where she's been a participant. And she also did a competition uh, with a company, Fortune 50 company, that she was doing some project work with. And it's really interesting the things that she shares. She shares some um, things that I think you'll find interesting. And she show, shares how they use the tool Poll Everywhere to create surprise and delight at a big corporate meeting. Let's listen to that interview now. Okay, I have Linda Duncan on the phone today. Hey, Linda, thank you for uh, spending time to talk today about Poll Everywhere. Welcome. Thank you, Susie. So why don't we start out with Linda and I have known each other through the Southeast Association of Facilitators. But Linda, why don't you share a little bit about you and your background, and then we're going to go into how you used Poll Everywhere. Oh, goodness me. uh, Again, I'm Linda Duncan, and my company name is Blue Sky Insights. Um, I am um, a marketing consultant uh, specializing in communications and facilitation, uh, working with a variety of different sizes of companies. I've been doing this for a long, long time, so long that I'm not even going to tell you how long it's been. (laughs) But... um, it's, it's given me an opportunity to be exposed to a lot of different things. And one of the, the poll everywhere is, is a tool that I've been a participant. I've, I've been the person who's been taking the poll as well as I've recommended it for um, situations for some of my clients. Oh, okay. Good. Okay, so I really want to get some insight from you around poll everywhere. I'm interested in it. I've seen a demo of it and I've talking to the folks at Poll Everywhere to use it, but tell me about kind of your best experience with Poll Everywhere, kind of how how you used it, what was the response by the participants, and and kind of your overall thoughts. My first exposure to Poll Everywhere was as a participant in a community um, event, and the organizer there used Poll Everywhere to get a pulse of the room. What I loved about Poll Everywhere is she would put a question up on the wall and you would respond. In this particular instance, we responded with text messages to our phone and everybody had phones, so it was really easy. And you immediately started to see the results on the the screen. 
Now, my my further experience tells me you have to have internet connection to make that happen, but almost every meeting today has internet connection, and almost everyone in the meeting has got a cell phone. It's kind of rare that you don't see those two things in combination. What I loved about it, it was quick, it was immediate, it was easy. And the audience sat there and went, oh, it was like, you know, sometimes they're surprised with the answer, sometimes they're not, sometimes it's just a reaffirmation of what they thought. But that's the beauty of Poll Everywhere, immediate response. And how did it impact you as a participant? Did it keep you more engaged or were you distracted because you're trying to figure out how to text or a little of both? Tell me about your experience as a participant. Poll Everywhere was absolutely phenomenal at keeping me engaged as a mm. participant because I was really, I was waiting for the next question. I was, I was anticipating, okay, she's going to ask me something else in a minute and she's going to ask everybody in this room the same question and I'm going to be able to see what everyone thinks immediately. Mm. And not everybody thinks the same as me, so I may see that I'm in the minority or I may see that people do agree with me. It's kind of kind of a fun way of, of um, just gauging where everybody is. Yeah. It's like audience, audience participation, and we all know we've been in meetings where you have the outspoken people who always participate and the quieter people who mm-hmm. sometimes or never participate. And as a facilitator, we're always trying to make sure the room is engaged, right? So it right, sounds like right. it keeps the room engaged. So the people who are a little more hesitant are as uh, as vocal as the people who are more vocal <laughs> if you've got this type, right. type of tool is what it sounds like. But you could also use poll everything for other uh, as another uh, tool uh, or in another capacity, let me say, um, we use it at one meeting to select a People's Choice Award. And with that event, we had four um, nominees that we um, presented to the group. And the group was about 150 people. And we were able to vote on a, a people's choice on the spot and give them the results right away so that you could see who could win. So the hard part for us was figuring out how many awards to, to have printed up in advance because, you know, some of the nominees had four people and some had 13 people. But we had that covered. We were good. Uh, but it was one of those things where people were really excited to be able to have a say in who won the award. And was it like a competition for a group? And is this a, we won't name the company, but it's a Fortune 50 company that was doing this. Is that right? Right, right. Um, okay, so. Yeah, a, I would call it a competition. I would call it yeah. a competition. Yeah. Uh, we were, there were t- internal teams uh, competing against each other for the award, yeah. Okay, so they had to perform or do something or present, and then at the end, the groups uh, voted? Yeah, there actually had been a, a nomination process, uh, a self-nominating process that was put in place before the event. A form had to be filled out. Uh, the team had to not only um, state what their objective was, uh, what their process was, but also what the results were. Okay, cool. And so what what impact did it have on you as somebody who is running the poll and then share about what impact using that type of process had on the participants? That particular event, and this was an event that I helped plan, um, is has always had an element of surprise and delight. 
So the surprise and delight for this year, one of the surprises and delight was the um, um, inauguration of a People's Choice Award. So the people in the audience were not expecting this, didn't know they were going to have the opportunity to vote on it, did, and were uh, actually, they were um, (laughs) doing campaigning on Twitter (laughs) and text messages and everything they could think of before the actual voting, because they had about five minutes to study uh, each of the dossiers on each of the the nominees. And that gave them an opportunity to do a little little bit of um, social campaigning. Uh, And again, it it was a way to introduce surprise and delight into a meeting where the participants were not expecting it. Yeah, surprise and delight. I love that. And talk about, you know, every meeting, your your ideal is that people are engaged and energized and want to be there. And I have images of people going around and campaigning and, you know, just in on it. <laughs> it is great, right? It was fun. There was uh, one mar- uh, one marketer who actually had his wife who was home babysitting with the, with, the, with her son, but she's in PR. He had her campaigning for him, too. <laughs> <laughs> so we were getting texts and emails from his wife saying, you need to vote for Richard. <laughs> pretty cool. Pretty cool. I'm going, how did she do this so quickly? I mean, they, they, people were so fast. So fast. Uh, really sharp. Yeah. And so what was happening is they all campaigned. And then was there a time period where you said, okay, you can vote? And everybody had yep. a certain amount of votes or something? Or how, you is that how you one set vote. it up? You had one, one vote. vote. Okay. One vote per person, one minute to vote. And you say okay. one minute's not very long, but one minute's really a long time. With poll everywhere, you have got most of your result, results in in 20 to 30 seconds. I mean, it's really, really fast. Yeah, what looks neat is the it's like immediate feedback. So they're voting, mm-hmm. and then they look up on the screen, and there's the PowerPoint, and it's saying yep. which team is getting the most votes. And, and you yeah. can see it counting. You can see it counting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And so for that meeting, it met your requirement of surprise and delight. Um, mm-hmm. Any other kind of benefits from a- adding that to that meeting that you saw either during or after the meeting? Well, I can just tell you that the feedback after the meeting was that was that was something they wanted to continue. They liked doing it. They liked having that opportunity to 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 vote. In the past, um, the individuals um, competing never had a chance to say anything about who won. It was always a decision of management who won, and this was their first uh-huh. opportunity to vote vote for the peer. Vote for themselves uh, if they wanted to. You know, yeah, no yeah. You could vote for yourselves if you wanted to, or you could vote for the team that you felt was most deserving. So it got uh, got the participants in the game, and as opposed to management deciding who's going to win. So great for right. competitions. Now you mentioned right. it. There are some other ways you've used the tool. Um, can you think of those, or are they would they be relevant to share here? Any of that? Um, I I was a participant in a town hall meeting. Uh, where the participants were discussing the formation of a new city, which is kind of a big deal in Atlanta right now. Everybody wants to spin off and be a new city. And um, I guess there were probably 200 people in that meeting in a a school cafeteria. Um, And that was really, it was kind of a preliminary um, event to see, does this community really want to move forward with this type of of, uh, endeavor? Does this community want to be a new town? a new city, um, or are they indifferent? 
And that particular group was very much in favor of it, uh, even though there were some uh, people in the audience who were totally on the other end of the spectrum. Um, It was interesting to see the dynamics of that particular group. And you could see it right away. You yep. see it right away. Well, what, what the other thing that's kind of neat about Poll Everything, uh, Poll Everywhere, is that you can have your set questions already set up, but then you can also add questions on the fly. If you see that there's something up that's come up in conversation or in a presentation that you think you might like to get some feedback on, you can you can add a question on the fly, which I think is, is makes it really flexible. Neat, neat. Now, have you ever, um, I know you've managed it when you were with uh, talking about the competition and you participated. Have you ever uh, actually been the one who set it up? And it's okay if you have, and I'm just curious. Actually set the um, poll up before the meeting? I have not been the one to set the poll up, but I was at actually a meeting of the Southeastern Association of Facilitators where they showed you exactly how to do it, and it's really easy. It's, it's yeah, really it looks easy. so simple. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I um, am, you know, when I'm doing a training session, I get very minutia-oriented prior to in the preparation just to make sure I've covered every base. And so that's mm-hmm. the only thing that makes me a little nervous is, okay, is it as easy as it looks? <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. The, the tragedy is like you pull, you know, in a training session, you pull up a video and it doesn't play. You know, the same thing. It's like you pull up a survey and it doesn't. But it doesn't sound like that if you can get a community group, you know, who aren't very tech savvy, and I kind of am, so, and and they can get it up, I should be able to do it. Right, right. I was actually kind of surprised that that one worked as well as it did, being in a school cafeteria with people who are not tech savvy, and it was just, it was dynamite. It was perfect. Yeah, so got everybody, same thing, same story, getting everybody to provide feedback and you get some, it seems like it would accelerate the discussion, especially in that kind of thing um, where you have uh, differences of opinions, you could accelerate getting the opinions all on the table and then actually start to do something with that data or that insight quicker. That that was, keep in mind, that meeting was a one-hour meeting, so that was just to judge, do we want to move forward to the next step? And I haven't participating in participating meetings from there going forward, but I would anticipate that um, they should use a, a polling device like Poll Everywhere in every meeting because you do get differing um, perceptions and, and um, um, ways to move forward. And that would be a great way of getting your feedback um, quickly from the crowd. Yeah, keeping people engaged. You know, Brain Rule, it says have somebody, I think it says the book Brain Rule says have everybody doing something every 10 minutes, you know, doing something, making some kind of change. At least. At least. Yeah, (laughs) not sooner nowadays. (laughs) So this is the Especially if you've only got an hour-long meeting. If you've only got an hour-long meeting, yeah, you want to be doing something where people are engaged frequently. Yeah. So any more, as we wrap up, any more thoughts or comments on Poll Everywhere or other times you've used it or how you might use it in the future or anything else you'd be open to sharing? I wouldn't hesitate to use Poll Everywhere um, in any situation where I was trying to get feedback quickly or if there was a voting um, a, a type of situation where I wanted to make sure the votes came in quickly and accurately. So, Linda, if people wanted to reach out to you for some of your help as a facilitator and as a marketing consultant, um, where would they find you? How do they reach out to you? 
best way to reach me is with uh, email. Yep. Do the email addresses here? I don't know. <laughs> right, let's contact yeah. you. Contact you. Best way to reach contact me. Contact yeah, contact me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'll have links to me <laughs> on this. Thank you, or Linda. If, if you, if you oh. wanted to have an email, con- email link, that would work too. Okay, I'll put your email in there. All right. Great. Thank you so much for sharing. This is helpful. So now, do you feel like you really know about Pole Everywhere? Are you really interested in using it? So I mentioned uh, that you can go to their website, poleeverywhere.com, and get started. It takes like 30 seconds to set it up. They have everything there you need. Um, I mentioned in my interview, I think, with Steve that I hadn't had a chance to try it yet. And as of this day of recording it, this needs to go live. So I haven't had a chance to use it in a meeting. But I will have comments, a comments section on the show notes, pricelessprofessional.com slash poll everywhere. And I will enter in on the comments when I do get to use it. I'm hoping late June, this is being recorded right now, um, Memorial Day weekend, actually 2015, but I hope in, in mid to late June, I'll be able to use it and I'll uh, put on the comments how I used it and what happened and how it went. And I would invite you to go to that page and add your comments. How have you used it? What do you think? What are, what are tips or tricks or ideas and suggestions that you have? So go to pricelessprofessional.com slash poll everywhere and add your comments. Or if you have questions, we can post those there and get those answered, okay? So for additional training tools, you can go to my podcast directory page, wakeupeagleworkforce.com, and you will see I did some episodes on training so that people ingrain the material. You can see that episode there in learning. I did an episode on the meetings tools, and you can reference that there as well. So I'm excited about my next episode. It is already scheduled, and it's going to be with the executive in residence at Kennesaw State. It's She's the executive director of the Women's Leadership Center, and she's a lecturer ex- executive in the executive MBA program at Michael J. Coles College of Business at Kennesaw State University. Her name is Erin Wolf. So I had an opportunity to meet her, and I'm reviewing a couple of her books now. The title and one of the areas she's really passionate about is um, for this podcast with me is, is she's going to talk about barriers that hold women back and what to do about it. So she references internal barriers and external barriers, and she's written a couple books. One of them is about her experience as an executive in some well-known consulting companies and in the executive world. And so I'm excited about that podcast, so make sure you tune in. You can also go to iTunes and subscribe to this podcast. If you go to pricelessprofessional.com slash poll everywhere, you'll see a place there where you can subscribe. And when you subscribe, if you like the show, you could actually add a comment or two, give us a rating and let me know what you think. And uh, that'll help other people find the this podcast as well. So thank you. I appreciate the honor of being able to create this. It's great fun. And uh, we'll talk to you at the next podcast. Take care. This episode of the Wake Up Eager Workforce Podcast was brought to you by Priceless Professional Development. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's show, head over to pricelessprofessional.com to gain access to more professional development resources. 